Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. We would be honoured if you would join us. Hello there, and welcome to Spark of Rebellion, your weekly Star Wars podcast where we round up the latest news, reviews and discussion, and our random spotlight asterisks when we get time to do so. My name's Gary, I'm your host for this week. Welcome to episode 43. I would normally hand over to my co-host, Mr. Mark Asworth, but he's off on his travels at the moment. He's off in the around the US doing his um, conference podcasty, businessy stuff over there. Mark is the, if you don't know, Mark is the founder and CEO of Captivate.fm, uh, part of Rebel Base Media, a really, really cool podcast hosting and growth company. We host our podcast with Captivate, so if you're looking to start your podcast or you want to transfer to a very cool host, check him out, Captivate.fm. Very cool guy. So yeah, Mark is, uh, he's over there for weeks and weeks. Last week, we gave you an update on what he's up to. He's not back for a for quite a few weeks so he's not here this week but he should be available off and on for the next couple of weeks which would be good so i'm going to give you a shorter show this week i'm just going to round up the news and what's been happening with star wars hope you've all had a good week that you've managed to read or watch or do something star warsy notice that the uh the star wars battlefront 2 game has jumped up again in the number of people playing it, which is good. No, it's a bit of a, a spike for some reason. I'm amazed at just how much content they're still pushing out for that game, for a game that's that that old. <laughs> well, not old in terms, of, in terms of running its course, should I say. The first Battlefront certainly ran its course quite quickly, so this is good that uh, they're still pushing out regular updates and content. So I've done the same. I've jumped on there, had a few games, hadn't played it that much recently, but I did jump onto my PS4 and have another another playthrough, uh, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, which they released last year. That was very cool. And incidentally, those of you that are looking to grab some uh, a new theme or an updated theme for your PlayStation 4, they have released a couple of dynamic themes based on Jedi Knight 2, which is really nice. There's one which is the typical uh, the, 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 the logo that they use for Jedi Knight 2. It looks like a lightsaber with the words JK that sort of spins round and it's like a blue light that glows from it and stuff. It's very, very cool. And they've got another one which is based on the next game in the series, which is Jedi Academy. That's just got a static logo, but it's got these nice sort of shards of light that subtly move. So not so in your face, but a nice touch there. So if you want to sp- spruce up your PlayStation with some Star Warsy, some retro Star Warsy gaming themes, and they've just been released, so that's all good. Right, moving into, we're going to slam straight into the news. There's about four or five pieces to go through, which is quite good. The first one is Mr. Ryan Johnson uh, has been asked about his thoughts on the rise of Skywalker. We haven't heard from him yet. We haven't really seen anything from him, <laughs> even though he's supposed to be doing the fab- the now fabled new trilogy for for Star Wars and so on. We've heard very little from him 
about anything really. So he's popped up. He was talking at the Oscars and uh, somebody did ask him inevitably about Star Wars. And he said, I had a blast. It made me so proud and seeing the heart and soul that JJ put into it, seeing my friends who were in the movie, bring the whole thing to a conclusion. Yeah, for me as a Star Wars fan, it was a really special experience. So it's obviously quite, we're not expecting him to say anything negative about the film. The film is still in the cinema, still in theatres. It's still doing its thing. So as the as an ambassador for Lucasfilm or Disney, whatever, he's unlikely to, to say anything negative at the moment. But uh, it's good that he said something at least because it's quite, quite a recluse at the moment in terms of stuff to do with Star Wars. I imagine that's a combination of he doesn't know what's going on and... Uh, last year we went through this whole thing around Ryan Johnson's making a brand new trilogy of Star Wars films. Some people got excited, depending on your view on The Last Jedi. Some people got excited, some were a little bit more meh. But anyway, and there's nothing came of it. And there was, you know, there was people asking him questions all the time and it's, it's kind of a stock answer. It was like, well, we'll see what happens. You know, it's in production. We're doing scripts. We're doing story treatments, all that stuff. We'll just, you know, when those guys, I assume he means Disney, when those guys are ready to give it the green light, we'll then, you know, carry on and do that. So there's been no official word to say that those films have been cancelled or they've been put on hold. The only thing that's a bit of a fly in the ointment is the recent the recent mention from Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, that they're putting the films on a bit of a hiatus at the moment. They're going to concentrate more on the TV stuff and the the uh, Project Luminous and all that stuff. So really unsure what Ryan Johnson is actually doing with Disney and Lucasfilm at the moment in terms of Star Wars. But nonetheless, it's good to hear from him. I imagine he gets sick of being asked that question as well. He probably gets that question all the time, like once a week from various news outlets or blogs or whatever. So he's probably sick and tired of, of answering it. But, you know, like I said, he's a, he's a decent ambassador for for Lucasfilm and so on. He's always got a smile on his face. So fair play for that, I suppose. There we go. Ryan Johnson saying that the rise of Skywalker was very good. Uh, I thought it was a really good experience. So that's that's Harrison Ford. The 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 grumpy nerf herder has um has been speaking uh, again about the rise of Skywalker. He was on Jimmy Kimmel live and again Obviously, he's going to be asked about Star Wars. He can't really... It's one of those things, there are certain franchises, whether it's TV or film, that if you take on a certain role or if you star in a certain film, you will be associated for the rest of your acting career, the rest of your life with those things. So I imagine as an actor, because we have it the same... that There's a, a very similar thing with certain TV shows, especially things like uh, Doctor Who... Um, Game of Thrones, those kind of programs. When you take on a certain role, you'll be known as that thing. So um, I, I imagine as an actor, you have to prepare yourself for that. I wonder if they get any kind of counselling for that. I wonder when they, if they take on the role, one of the producers calls you in and is like, there's a guy that wants to sit down and have a chat with you. They just want to prepare you for the fact that for the rest of your life, in every interview that you will ever do, you will be asked about Han Solo and all that stuff. So kind of interesting. But anyways, <laughs> Han Solo was on Jimmy Kimmel Live 
And he was asked about the rise of Skywalker and him coming back more specifically, the little cameo he had in that scene with, with Ben, which was a really nice scene, I thought. And so when Han Solo came back for the, the force awakens, which I actually thought was a nice surprise actually. And I say surprise because we've known over the years, anyone that, that has watched any documentaries about the original trilogy or has seen any interviews with um, Harrison Ford over the years about the original trilogy. He always said that he felt like Han Solo, Han Solo should have been killed at some point in the trilogy. I think he said, uh, I think he said in the, uh, the end of the empire strikes back initially, he felt like Han Solo should have been killed off rather than putting carbonite and then back for the return of the Jedi. And certainly thought by the end of the trilogy, his character should have been killed off. So it was a nice surprise to see him come back for the sequel trilogy. And he did say that in terms of The Force Awakens, he felt like his words, his utility has had been exhausted, bled out, and I was willing to die for the cause. No good deed goes unpunished. So I think he was just really glad that at last he was able to kill off that character because he strongly believes that and if you read or watch interviews from years ago, he strongly believes that Han Solo had a finite amount of value added to the story of Star Wars, especially the original trilogy. So for him to come back was very cool. And then going on and talking about the rise of Skywalker, the way that JJ got him back to do that cameo uh, sounds pretty cool, actually. He was very direct with him, apparently. He said when uh, filming got underway, JJ said to him, look, this is a good idea. And I, JJ, have decided that this is a good idea and I would like you to do it. And that was it. And apparently Harrison Ford said, uh, when you trust someone enough and when they say something like that, then you're on board. There's, there's sort of no question mark about it. So I think what's in a roundabout sort of way, Harrison Ford is was appreciative of JJ being so direct and saying, look, I think this is a great idea. I think you should do it. And that's it. There was no big meetings. Like there's a, there's a, uh, a kind of thing that happens around TV and film is when directors or producers want to get somebody on board and they're a little bit iffy. They do this whole thing where they take them out to an expensive lunch and wine them and dine them a little bit and go through the plot again and try and justify how great the character would be and all that stuff. So I think Harrison was just very, just thought it was very cool that JJ didn't bother with any of that faff. Just said, look, I I'm I know what I'm doing. This is going to be great. I think you should do it. So that's why uh, Harrison Ford ultimately came back for that cameo, which I think is really cool. And uh, I'm, I'm looking at this article on Digital Spy, by the way. And then it goes on to say, and I was thinking this myself, and it goes on to say that we won't, the chances of seeing Han Solo again on screen are pretty much slim to none. So if he hadn't have came if he if he hadn't came back for that cameo, then his death in The Force Awakens definitely would have been the end of of his of his character forever. So that last cameo is actually really nice. So like I said, I think that's a really nice scene. And yeah, it was it was good for him to have his kind of final moment in aiding Kylo in his retribution and coming back as 
in, in, into Ben Solo. So that's very cool. And then this is compounded even more with Bob Iger saying that all the future Star Wars films are uh, are now officially on hiatus. So, yeah, uh, it's very, very difficult to see Han Solo again in the guise of Harrison Ford. It, I just can't see it. I did read somewhere else that he's going to start filming the new Indiana Jones film in the next couple of months. So there's a little glimmer of hope. I mean, he's the, ki- he's the kind of guy that when he sees the real value in a story and a character, he will do it. So we all thought that, <laughs> the, not the last Indiana Jones film, but the one before that, whatever it's called, that was like the swan song, the final one, not coming back. And then they persuaded him to come back. I think Steven Spielberg persuaded him to come back and do that one. And then he said, no, that was the final one, all done, the character's done. Nothing else to add to the character, it's all done. And then it's like, but I'll do another one. <laughs> you know, it's all good. So whether we, Mark and I will speak more about this on our next show, but whether we want to see an older Han Solo in any shape or form, because uh, you can sort of, with, with the whole Project Luminous thing and the multi-channel, multi-medium thing coming up, it's not uncommon to see stories zip up along and around the timeline. So we, there could be an opportunity to come back, but there we go. That was Harrison Ford on Jimmy Kimmel Live, which is quite nice. Moving on to uh, Darth Vader. Darth Vader is obviously one of the icons of the Star Wars story. And again, a bit like Harrison Ford's Han Solo character, the last time that we saw Vader was meant to be the final time that we see Darth Vader on screen. But there has been a bit of a, a, a Chinese whisper or a, or a, a rumour that's that spread from uh, an outlet called We We Got This Covered. And they have basically said that the last time that we saw Vader is absolutely not the last time we're going to see him on screen. They have said that there are going to be more appearances, more parts in films and TV and cameos and whatnot, and they are going to, yeah, just bring that character back and bring him on screen. Now, there is no, like I said, it's a bit of a rumor, a bit of a Chinese whisper. There's absolutely no confirmation from Lucasfilm or Disney that Darth Vader will be coming back on screen. He'll obviously be back in comics and books and stuff like that, potentially video games. But in terms of the mainstream TV and film, there's no word to 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 indicate that that's going to happen. But this outlet, this blog, or whatever you want to call it, we got this covered. These guys do have some kind of credibility, I guess, because they're, they're, they were the ones that leaked a lot of the uh, a lot of the spoiler subjects and everything in the run-up to uh, The Rise of Skywalker. So these guys accurately said, you know, this plot point's going to happen and we're going to get this cameo and stuff like that. So I, I guess based on that, they do have some kind of contact or insider knowledge somewhere. And it wouldn't be it, it wouldn't be impossible to do this. Uh, we, we've seen um, newer films come out that have predated some of the existing films and stuff, things like Rogue One. And like I said, the TV shows are... You, you can jump. We're going to have the... Hopefully, <laughs> we're going to have the Obi-Wan TV show when that comes out of being on hold or whatever. So again, that's 
you know, the, the, the timeline is, you know, it jumps up and down and we, we can have stories set in whatever timeline we like, I guess. So there we go. Darth Vader could be back, could not be back. Don't know. This is not anything confirmed. I imagine that at the moment, nothing is going to come out of Lucasfilm or Disney in, in, in relation to anything movie based for quite a while. TV stuff, I'm not sure uh, whether this is going to be. I'm, I'm certainly not saying, or I think that this alludes to some kind of Darth Vader specific film or a Vader TV show, anything like that. This is just about him, the character popping up in some in other stuff that's coming up essentially. So it would be cool. You can never get enough Vader. It would be cool to see Vader in, you know, most things really, as long as we don't have that. Oh, here we go. Vader's back again back again as long as you don't have too much of it but a sprinkling of vader over what's going on would be very cool so that's that bit of news vader could return uh cover art for the upcoming release of the rise of skywalker on 4k blu-ray and the standard blu-rays steelbooks and whatnot is looking very very nice so we've got the release so the as is the norm these days with home media releases you get different artwork and different cases and formats and stuff so with the rise of skywalker we're going to get the dvd we're going to get the standard blu-ray we're going to get the steelbook we're going to get the 4k blu-ray and obviously we're going to get the release of the big huge 27 disc 4k blu-ray set that's coming later on in the year but for the individual releases they've now shown the artwork for the 4k blu-ray which looks very nice so if you buy the 4k one you get the 4K disc, you get the standard Blu-ray disc, and you get the digital code to watch it digitally. And the you may have seen this artwork before. So the end of last year, Mark and I spoke about this poster that this is based on. It's very cool. It's um, it, They used it for any of the exclusive cinemas that were showing this in Dolby Atmos. So any of the um, Dolby cinemas had this poster. It's essentially the single TIE Fighter, and it's facing off against hundreds of Star Destroyers. Now, the interesting thing that Mark and I picked up on before, and I'll have to chat with this uh, about this with Mark again, something else to talk about, but we were, and I'm still confused as to the poster itself, because the, the X-Wing that you see at the bottom of the poster, or the bottom of this Blu-ray artwork, it does look like the X-Wing the X from the film. It's the, the white and orange variant. But all of the Star Destroyers, maybe it was they were, because it was so dark in the, the Rise of Skywalker, when they, were not, when they went to Exegol and the Emperor rose, you know, used the Force and all the Star Destroyers rose up from, from the ocean. They all looked like standard, from a distance anyway, they all looked like standard Star Destroyers. And, uh, but these... Star Destroyers that appear on this poster and this artwork, it's the it's the very light, almost white Star Destroyers that have got the the sort of orangey red highlights that run alongside. Now, I don't know if that's like just a stylistic thing, or if this wasn't based on some early concept artwork. I'm not really sure. So I'm not really sure on the red orangey lines that run along the side of the Star Destroyers. I'm pretty sure they didn't have them in the film. I could be wrong, but some I, if I remember correctly, they were just standard dark grey color in the film i don't know regardless of that the poster looks pretty cool it is a very cool looking poster so that's what they've released for the 4k set and then there's also and again these are uh variants that you'll be able to pick up across multiple sort of versions if you like 
And they've also announced a, or a little while ago, the Steelbook version. And the cover for that is very different. That has got, it's based on the scene with uh, Kylo and Ray when they um, were on the sort of the, the, the Star Destroyer um, uh, uh, sort of iron work that stretches out into the ocean and they have that big lightsaber battle there. So you've got Kylo on the front, you've got Ray on the back, and then you've got the, uh, what looks like a TIE fighter behind them and there's water and, and all that effect behind them and stuff. It looks pretty cool. And that is a three disc set. So that has got, um, uh, I assume the movie and then a special features disc. I don't know what the other disc is. Um, oh no, sorry. No, this is the, sorry. This is another 4k version, but this is the steelbook variant. So you get the 4k disc, the Blu-ray disc, and you get the special features disc as well. So there's going to be two versions of the 4k. What a world we live in, eh? <laughs> there's going to be two versions of the 4k release one is the standard packaging if you like which is i've just spoken about the poster with the x-wing and stuff that looks like a sleeve that's going to go over the standard blu-ray case and then you've got the 4k steelbook which doesn't have that artwork it's got the it's got kylo and ray that i just described uh so that's going to be that and then we're going to have i assume the standard blu-ray non-4k which won't have a sleeve or anything. That's just going to have the standard case. And possibly the DVD. Do they still do DVD releases? I'm, I'm pretty sure they do. I've just not owned, I've not bought a DVD in years. So maybe I'll do that. But anyways, the artwork, if nothing else, is looking very, very cool for um for the Tross releases, which looks very cool. And uh, finally, final bit of news or something worthy of talking about this was released a week or so ago is... The comics are once again filling in some of the gaps around what happens or what happened in uh, some of the important things around the film. So rewind time. Let's go back to The Empire Strikes Back. Luke has just had his ass handed to him by Vader. We've had the big reveal at the time. And Luke is not happy about that and decides just to drop from the, you know, the... Uh, it within Bespin and just flies down the chute and then ends up dangling uh, underneath uh, Bespin. But his lightsaber, it falls from, you know, you can see the lightsaber tumbling down into the clouds and so on. And a lot of people thought that was, that was it because when we see Luke again in Return of the Jedi, he's constructed his own lightsaber, so that's all good. But the one that he had here obviously makes a return so when we see ray in uh when they go to see maz she goes downstairs and then she sees this lightsaber in the box so there's always for, for a long time there's been that hmm what what happened to to luke's lightsaber there how did it get from tumbling down into the nothingness you know the clouds from bespin into this safety box and uh, so now we have an answer to that. So the they rebooted the Star Wars comics recently. You might have heard us talking about it on two or three shows ago. Marvel Comics number two. Apparently, when Luke's lightsaber goes walkabout, a hooded figure in a robe apparently uh, sees the lightsaber and catches it or picks it up off the ground, whatever, and 
the we don't know who this figure is yet. We don't know who the character is. It's just a hooded character. But when they pick up the lightsaber, we just see the three words, follow your destiny. So that's got everybody like, hmm, stroking their chin. Hmm, who this who this person could be. So we don't know that yet, but in issue number three, which is the next one, or the one that's literally just about to drop, we will find out hopefully who that is. But like I said, once again, the um, the 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 comics kind of doing their job really in providing these additional scenes and additional bits of story arc that we we don't see in the films and so on, and that's kind of a cool thing because in a way there are some things that happen in the film where you don't you don't need to be uh, spoon fed everything you don't need to be told everything it's sometimes it's cool to to just let your imagination sort of fill in the gaps and you know I, I guess we all have our own little inner story about what happened to Luke's lightsaber and stuff and that's all good but sometimes when the comics come along or a book and they they fill in this gap in a cool way it's uh yeah it's good so those of you that have not picked up the newer Star Wars run we're only on number three at the moment so you can absolutely catch up if you go on to uh, any of your sort of local comic book shop websites like here in the UK we have things like Forbidden Planet and and all those sorts of things so or go into a comic book shop, they sh- they should still have them on the shelf. When I go into Forbidden Planet here, they've always got, so the Star Wars comics and the Doctor Who comics, they've always got them like the past five or six weeks worth still on the shelf. They don't sell out. So if you want to catch up, you should be able to do that. It's all good. And that's going to do for news. That's going to do for what's happening in the world of Star Wars at the moment. It feels weird just going through this stuff solo without markets um yeah so we're not going to do obviously any review and discussion there's going to be any random spotlight i will leave that stuff for when mark returns it's cool to run through those those bits with him so i think we're going to wrap there for episode 43 Thank you, guys. It's been uh, great for me to talk through some of the Star Wars news that's been happening and so on, because otherwise it's just me on my own talking to an empty room, which is never good, because I look and sound rather crazy. So it's great that you guys are listening. Thank you so much, as always, for listening and subscribing to the show. If you want to subscribe to us, just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. There's links there to all of the popular Uh, podcast apps and networks you can find us on there Uh, if you drop a sub that'd be awesome so you don't miss a show when they land every single saturday and if you've got a minute to leave a review or a rating that would be awesome because that really helps us out with discoverability and all that stuff if you want to support us here on the show if you like what we do here then head over to our patreon page patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion you'll be able to jump on from a a dollar upwards loads of tiers there loads of uh, stuff you can bag some SOR swag you can go up to executive producer credits you can jump on the show you can tell us what you want us to do for the random spotlight you can do the intro all of that stuff that's a great way to support us and all of the all of the uh, uh, revenue that we generate on there just goes back into the show we use that for all of our hosting costs and equipment and all that stuff so that's a great way to support us so thank you so much to our existing patrons you guys are all awesome so grateful for your your help and support 
And if you want to get involved as well, that's where you do that. We're also over on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just do a search for Spark of Rebellion. You'll find us on there. And uh, give us a like and a follow there because we post various bits about Star Wars and chat to people. And it's all it's all great to talk about Star Wars throughout the week. It's all good. Uh, I will see you next week for episode 44. Until then, take care of yourselves and the Force will be with you always. Always.